Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovish, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to welcome Siobhan J. Smith, Esquire. Ms. Smith is the principal of the SJS law firm, PLLC, where she counsels business owners, startups, and entrepreneurs in the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Michigan on a range of legal issues. She serves a diverse client base across multiple industry segments. Her clients call on her for guidance on commercial real estate leases, acquisitions, employment, business financing, and end-to-end contract support. Welcome, Siobhan. I am thrilled to have you here today. I am Absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you. So what made you go to law school and how do you see that as an impact, the impact on your leadership and other leaders? Yeah, I went to law school because I wasn't, you know, I feel like I have a lot of friends who you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer. They said I argued a lot when I was a kid and they saw Claire Huxable on TV and they wanted to be an attorney. That's not my story at all. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to have the most options possible. And I felt like a law degree did that. But more importantly for me, I always liked reading, writing and kind of critical analysis and problem solving. Um, and that's exactly what law school is. So those are really the things that that led me to law school. Interesting. And when you look at leadership, how does that, how does what you do impact leadership and leaders? I think my job is important working with business owners because I am an important advisor for them. So it almost like it, I enable them to kind of be effective leaders because I can advise them on certain things happening in their company, kind of how to think about things, how to solve problems. So really, I always feel like creative problem solving and leading their their team sports. Um, And so really, I help them be more effective leaders by helping forming some of their decisions. And we all need help at times. Right. You know, making a decision because we're either caught up in everything that we think we know or we think we don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And how do, how do, so you talk about this, a diverse client base, when you're talking about a diverse client base, are you talking about cross industries? Um, And how does, how does working in those different industries, how are you supporting them as we're coming out of the pandemic and moving forward so that they can expect, you know, deal with their challenges, whatever their challenges are. Yeah. When I say diverse client base, I think it's always important to remember that diversity is so many things. So I am talking about across industries. I'm talking about years in business. I am talking about um, kind of solopreneurs and, you know, clients with lots of employees, um, but also industries as well. Um, So I get to work with a lot of different types of company and kind of see how they go about business, their leadership styles. So that's definitely what I, when I say diverse, that's what I mean. In terms of how helping people come out of COVID, I think people are just still so fatigued from it all, like the changing rules and regulations and you know, what has to be done, what doesn't have to be done. Um, so I think for me, obviously, it's just giving them timely advice 
being available and responsive. Um, but once you develop that sort of trusted relationship with someone, they kind of trust you all around. So yes, we're talking about legal things, but for me, it's really just being available for my clients and being um, a sounding board for them on lots of different issues. Which really takes a lot of leadership skills yourself. Right. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think for me, because I don't have a huge team, I've always struggled with what leadership looks like for me. Um, but I do, but I work with a lot of people and that I have to interface with a lot of people in the course of a day. Um, and I definitely have to take the lead in helping people get things done and problem solve and strategy and those sort of things. So that's really what that looks like um, in my business and how I approach it. So it definitely takes a lot of leadership skill to take people who they're leading every day and then to have to step in and, and lead. And one the de- definition of leadership that, that I use and talk about on this podcast is that leadership is about the is the art of empowering a group of individuals to accomplish a goal or a vision, create yeah. a vision. And it sounds like for other, for leaders in organizations, that's one of the ways you support them in their leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that strikes me about a lot of my clients is once you are a founder of something and the ideas in your head and you hustle so hard to get it done, so many people miss the leadership piece because it's just their trying to get things done. And then once you start incorporating other people into the vision, getting buy-in into the vision. And I see a lot of clients be frustrated because, you know, maybe they can't get certain employees to do certain things or whatever the case may be. And a lot of it is stemming from their leadership skills and their ability to bring in a group of people. And, you know, it's in your head, but you have to get it out of your head and also get people to buy into it. And, And that has to be part of your hiring criteria, whether it's an employee or your experts that you're working with bankers or accountants like that everyone kind of understands the the vision and I would say my best my not my best clients no one likes everyone's my favorite client (laughs) my client who lead well they do a good job of sharing their vision with me Mm -hmm. even though I'm not necessarily internal to their team which means they do a lot of sharing vision overall um, because they want to get feedback they want to get buy-in so I, I would say and I'm horrible at that myself when I think about the people I work with. I don't think anyone has insight into some of the decisions I'm making. So I definitely need to get better at that myself. But the ones who do it well, they're constantly kind of sharing vision, getting buy-in, sharing vision, getting buy-in. And and what I hear you saying is that those become probably some of the easiest clients to work with because you're clear what they're trying to accomplish. So you can help them accomplish it. Absolutely. I always... Um, ask people when I take on a case, especially if it's something like a dispute or something thorny, in a perfect world, what does this end like for you? To me, that's very important to know what your vision is. Like, how do you want this to end? Um, And that way I can help lead you through the process a little bit better because I understand something about your personality and I understand what your ultimate goals are. Mm -hmm. I have uh, an analogy that that I share about leadership and sharing your vision. And, you know, I'd love to hear, hear your experiences with yeah. this, where you've, you've got a leader that shares their vision and, and basically they say, we're going to California. And so then the leadership team all says, yeah, yeah, we're going to California. And the leader gets out there and is in LA and nobody's there. So <laughs> the leader starts calling, calls the first, the first person on, on their team and says, I'm here in California. Where are you? And that person says, well, I'm in California. 
California. Well, no, you're not. You're not here. Where are you? Oh, I went to San Francisco because, you know, when I think of California, I think of San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, I'm in L.A. So then they call another person and where are you? And that person says, well, I'm in San Diego because I'm going surfing, you know, and that's that leader thought they were really clear. We're going to California. I think that's where um, the cohesive teamwork comes in, but also getting help on your communication styles. Like I've worked with executive coaches. I know that that's similar to some of the work that that you do. I believe that Mm -hmm. getting outside help to make sure that you're effectively communicating, because if it happens one time, that's fine. But if you are constantly miscommunicating with your team um, and people aren't getting it, I mean, I often have said, to, especially like my assistant or other people, like, I tell me what I said to you that was that may, was the disconnect because I can only get better if we're going to do like after action review, <laughs> let me look at the script and figure out kind of what I said, because I know I think in, I think in shorthand sometimes because it's already there. And when you think in shorthand, you're speaking in shorter hand and then people don't understand what you're saying. And that's really great for, for leaders to hear is that, you know, we all have different ways of thinking. And then when we speak and then other people have different ways of listening. Absolutely. So as you were saying, you know, some of your best clients are the ones that really share with you what their dispute, you know, what, what their vision for whatever action yes. you're taking. And not even just the action I'm taking, the vision overall, yeah. you know, I am not the marketing person or, but understanding overall what's happening just helps me still do my job because I can give you more holistic advice or I can see kind mm-hmm. of down the alleyways and around the corner of things because you share the entirety of a vision. I think when sometimes when people work with professionals, they try to silo them into the, well, you just do this thing and I'm only going to share this thing with you. Um, But really to be able to kind of, even with employees or people on your team, like, yeah, you work in this department, but you need to know what's happening overall. That's how you build culture and build people who are invested in in what's happening. That's that's critical because when you have the big picture, you know, in my example, going to California, we didn't have the big big picture. Right. You just had because a- I think I'm going to surf and then someone else thinks they're going to uh, eat dumplings and salmon in the Bay Area. <laughs> we all just have different understandings. Right. We have our different we have our own ideas of what we think was set. Right. And so without that level of clarity and you know uh, you always think that lawyers are going to be very clear and very concise and everything oh. that they say is really easy to understand. And that's Oh my god, <laughs> have you read a statute before? sometimes those things just don't make sense so that is not accurate at all so that that sounds like a challenge that you get to deal with yourself yes absolutely absolutely just making sure I'm clear with my clients but just clear when I'm advocating for my clients as well and what and what do you see when you're when you're clear what do you see the result end up being I think um you get how can I put this? People aren't shocked. They, um, you know, you've level set expectations uh, and then they, you know, you're much closer to getting someone who's pleased with something because you were super, super clear and, and communicated throughout the process. 
Um, nobody likes to be shocked, especially busy people who are have a lot of hats. Um, mm-hmm. So to keep things clear and concise and to communicate well, I think uh, just makes their life easier, which is part of my job. So do you do you see that leaders, because part of leadership is developing others, because if Absolutely. you're going to empower others to accomplish your vision, you have to empower them and give them, ensure that they have the skills and the the space and, and that to work with within also. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that, you know, that is different across the board for a lot of business owners. Like they trust people to an extent um, to develop leadership or it is um, difficult for them to sometimes develop the clone of themselves that can do a lot that they can do because, you know, building trust with people because this it's your baby mm-hmm. and you, know, you don't just leave your baby with just anyone. So I think when you're talking about smaller enterprises, that's much more difficult than larger companies. Is there anything that you do that helps support that and help them expand on that? I mean, I think that you want, if you have things in your company set up properly, compliance is proper, you have properly have your employees set up, then you have some protection there in terms of how far people can go and what they can do and, you know, how easily you can terminate people. So always having your foundation set is super important in those conversations. But I also think it's is getting to know people and gaining their trust and being able to have the conversation about business and how they can grow um, and just be better business owners overall. When business owners are more effective, their employees are more effective, their products and services are more effective, their clients are happy. It is definitely a trickle down. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, that's, that's what I see is so critical is that that leaders really know are really clear and that the power that they have is not for. Yes. And a lot of people try to rule with the, the iron fist and make it be by forest, but you know, people are quitting jobs left and right. I mean, there have been all sorts of articles about staffing shortages and people are, you know, not staying in places long. So I mean, you you are going to run into a lot of retention problems if that is what you think leadership mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. is well, I pay them, so they have to do what I say. Not really. <laughs> That's not, I mean, yes, but but no. Right, right. And they may do what you say. And if you didn't say what to do. They're only going to do just that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that, that I'm looking at is that women, especially, and I know women of African descent have lost even more. They've lost like 20 years of advancement over the last year and a half, two years from the Wow, I had not heard that statistics. That is Yeah, I just recently crazy. heard that. Yeah, it's not surprising to me. It's been a devastating time period for some. Yes. And how, what's your commitment to supporting that? How do you support that um, in the work that you do? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it, a lot of my clients are women, they are women of color. So supporting them that if they decide that for them, economic wealth, stability looks like starting a business. It's supporting them in that way. Um, and then it's supporting my clients who support that work. So I have, you know, a couple of clients who work very closely with the population of women, women of color on things like entrepreneurship, um, you know, being executives in companies, uh, educating them. So even supporting people who do work that helps mm-hmm. them out is, is my commitment. Uh, I was I was sharing on a on a podcast earlier. Well, I didn't actually share it on the podcast. 
So you're, you're actually going to get the first, first okay. share of it because we shared it afterwards. And then I challenged her and she challenged me as I said, I am out to cause and elevate 1 million women leaders in technology by 2030. Okay. So I, I challenged her and I'm challenging you. What are you taking on to elevate women, women of color, entrepreneurs, whoever it is that you want to elevate? Um, well, I won't take yours, but I will <laughs> say I'm always committed to mentoring um, hmm. younger students, especially when Black African-American women law students, always happy to have a conversation with them, hire them if I can as interns in my business and teach them everything that I know. I'm always committed to doing pro bono work to help smaller micro enterprises so they can get started and off of their feet. Um, I do pro bono work mostly do through the DC bar. Mm-hmm. So always committed in that way to, to helping and elevate. But you know, that's really just my life. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, my life is committed to, to helping black people succeed because those are my, my clients. Yep. Yeah. And that's the same with me. I just put it out there as a formal. It's bold. I'm sure you have. I mean, obviously it's bold and, and yep. there'll be a lot of steps for you to, yep. to get to that. What are your thoughts on, on some of the steps to, to get to such a bold? Well, um, I'm going to be leading a, a leadership conference and then I do speaking and I'm going to expand that. I also do my podcast and coaching. So there's a number of of ways. You have a lot of touch points. It sounds like. Yeah. And I'm committed to enrolling others in supporting what I do and what they do. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of people and it's, you know, one person starts the fire and we all keep going and you look up and we have a lot of women, women leaders around. Mm -hmm. That's, that's it. Exactly. And if we're all, we're all keeping our eye on that ball, even if we're not bouncing it very high, but if we keep our eye on it, then, and what I just got was a level of clarity is that then by 2030, we can make up that 20 years that we lost. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes slow and steady wins the race that you will have sometimes where it's slow progress. Yeah. And sometimes there are, are leaps made. Women like yourself out there doing the supporting the same thing, you know, in your own way. All of us working together for sure. Yeah. So Siobhan, do you have anything else that you would like to share? Um, Well, this was such a great conversation just about leadership, um, especially as it relates to smaller enterprises and, and business owners as well. But I would just like, you know, encourage people to think about their own leadership style. And even if you think, oh, it's just, I have a really small team, like we are all leading in some way. Um, and that if you need help with it, get help, you know, you can learn just about anything. So don't feel like you are stuck in your level of leadership that you're in now. Mm, That's great. Don't, yeah. Don't let yourself be stuck. Reach out and ask for support. Ask for support. Well, thank you, Siobhan. This has been great. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagine. I encourage you to take something that you heard today and apply it in your business. The key to progress is action and sharing. I'd love to hear what you accomplish. Email me at jlovis at lovisconsulting.com and let me know. Speaking of applying it in your business, if you're struggling or looking to expand your leadership skills, let's talk. You can go to lovisconsulting.com. That's L-O-V as in Victor, A-S, 
www.ellenbarnesconsulting.com and schedule a quick call with me. We need powerful, strong, compassionate leaders to solve the challenges we are facing today. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and share with your friends and family. Thank you for supporting us as we cause and expand 1 million women leaders in tech by 2030. Have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you next week.